Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yo, 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 what's poppin'? You kicking it with the coldest podcast in the land. I'm your boy, B. Jones, a.k.a. Bolo, and you know when I'm pulling up to the porch. I can't pull up without my dog. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Big Smitty, a.k.a. D-Nice. And where we at again, Bolo? Y'all know we in the place to be. So go ahead and tell a friend to tell a friend to grab a drink and pull up. Because this is The Porch. Let's get it. Porch, that was where it all began. Had to put it work every day we got it in. We chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it. We make it look easy. We achieving everything we need. Now we undefeated. If we link, no, it's only business. If we get to speak and leave them speechless. I did things for free, but now it costs to see me. When you see me, you ain't got to greet me. Just don't plot to sneak me. I'm a Sir, we got a hey, we got another banger this Ooh, week, man. I'm excited for this one. We got a banger this week. This hey, this is one of my favorite. She, she don't even know yet. This is one of my favorite actresses out right now. I'm teasing her for our, for our listeners. I'm gonna introduce her in a second. They don't know yet. They don't know yet. They don't know yet. But this is a bomb actress right here. We got on the porch right now. But before we get into that, we gotta do our our introduction to the show. Bolo, what's in your cup right now? This is the What's in Your Cup segment. All right. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. Wherever you at right now. <laughs> I got my cup right now, y'all. All right. I'm coming off a long weekend. All right. I got B- birthday weekend. Birthday, birthday weekend. weekend. How you feeling right now? My fault. You know, it's my it's my Stephen Curry year. You know, it's a big milestone for me. So three zero three zero three oh. Yeah, three zero. So I'm just happy. Bless, you know. Um, and we're gonna keep moving forward, man. That's all it is, bro. Just keep progressing and you know, enjoying life. So you know, in my cup right now, just just some little leftovers from from last weekend. I got some <laughs> Don Julio in here and some Ooh. Sprite. Okay, get me right. You know, not too much because you know we still trucking it through the week, but uh, it'll definitely get me through this evening. What about you, bro? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love it, man. Today I got a little Crown Apple uh, and Coke, little mix. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it dark. Three ice cubes in there. <laughs> type of wave I'm on right now, man. So I feel it. I feel it. I feel yes, it. sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah, quick toast, quick yes, toast. Sir. Obviously, you listening in, quick toast. You can have water, Gatorade, whatever. It's always toasting. We toast them to the love here. So um, this is to focus. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that happen in this world. There's a lot of goals that you have. Let's just stay focused. Let's stay, you know, vigilant. Let's stay, keep our eyes on the prize and go get whatever you want to get. So yes, sir. That word is focus. Focus. Touch the screen. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Ah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ah. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right. All right. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So without further ado, it's time to give y'all uh, the proper introduction to who's on the porch this week. Uh, big time guest. You've seen her on TV, you've seen her in movies. Bilko experiment, unexpected. 
She's on one of my favorite oh. shows, Snowfall. One of the best actresses in the industry right now, the one and only Gail Bean. Welcome to the porch. Oh, that was quite an introduction. <laughs> um, That's how we wow. do it on the porch. We don't play around. Wow. Okay. <laughs> how you um, doing? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Uh, thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, ooh, favorite all time. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you killing the game. I, we, we, listen, on the porch, we got to give flowers to, to, to people who, who need it, who deserve it, and you've been killing it. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm a new fan, but I'm a fan, and I've been, Thank like, you. now whatever whatever you own now, movies, you TV like shows, I'm tuning in. I'm like, oh, get on that. P-Valley, P-Valley, June 3rd, season two. Ooh. Check out Roulette. Yeah, we gonna get wait, into wait, that. We gonna wait, get into wait, that. Wait, we gotta, we gotta double down on that. Go ahead, and let the folks know what's going down again. Go ahead, and let them know. P Valley, June third, season two. Ooh. Make sure you check out Roulette. Ooh, Roulette. Y'all know it. Y'all it's gonna be on stars, just in case people don't. If you don't know, if you're not a P Valley fan, but you' about to become one. Mm -hmm. Season yeah, two, down stars, in the valley. Download the stars app, y'all. You know what? Most of y'all, most of the Porsche fans already got the stars app because they've been watching Power. So I know y'all got the stars app. <laughs> Facts. Okay, Facts. No okay. excuses. Even though power over, y'all cancel it. Yeah, yeah. And they bring it back. They bring it back. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. But before we get into P Valley and everything you're doing today, we like to start back kind of early on, right? And kind of figure out the journey of Gail being and how you got to this point. So, uh, you were born in born in St. Louis, right? Mm -hmm. Born in St. Louis. Moved to Atlanta. Moved to, born in St. Louis, moved to Arizona. Arizona, Arizona, okay. Born in St. Louis, moved to Arizona, moved to Atlanta when I was three. I, I moved to Arizona from St. Louis, like, right away. Okay, got you. So you didn't really grow up in, in St. Louis, really? No, nah, I don't know. I don't know nothing about St. Louis. I think got I might <laughs> have been born in, like, East St. Lawrence or something like that. Got you, got you. So you went to AZ. So, okay, to walk us through, like, what was life like for you just growing up? Like, your childhood, just, you know, sound like you moved around a little bit. Like, what was life like for you? I mean, well, my dad played football, so. I see that. So, um, you know, we with football, sometimes you move. But I only, after Atlanta, I've been here since I was three. Mm, so okay. Like, that's what I always say. I'm in the Stone Mountain. I always say Stone Mountain made me. Stone Mountain raised me, but Stone Mountain made me. Yeah. Um, so I have five older brothers. I'm the only girl. I'm the baby. What? So life for me was real rough. <laughs> uh, not rough like poverty, but yeah. rough like, like tough. tough. Yeah. Fighting your brothers and wrestling. Tough, tough. <laughs> yeah. Like not letting me up. Not, you know, I was definitely a tomboy. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely love sports. More so football than anything football, baseball. I, I know it's just Steph Curry year below, but I don't, I don't really, I don't really know much about football. I mean basketball. I'm a LeBron fan though. Don't get me wrong, and I do watch. It's, what is the final games like? Final seven or something? The play, well, the playoffs. And well, college you got you got the college tournament, and then it, yeah, NBA you got the playoffs, and then the finals. Yeah, yeah, the, right. The, the NBA finals. finals NBA, yeah. Yes, I typically will watch that. Um, but we football guys too, though. We play football. Yeah. Time, so okay. We, I, no, I saw that. Come I, on I, now. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a, I'm a Bama fan. Roll Tide. Ah, okay. I, I can't we be mad at that. Can't be mad at that. So yeah, life growing up, I was a happy kid. So probably why I'm a happy adult. 
good times. I was an outside child. Mm-hmm. I loved having fun. Loved my family. I grew up around my family all the time. Um, my friends that are like my friends are basically my family. They've been my friends forever. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, life was good growing up. You know, I mean, you know, when you when you my parents got divorced at like early when I was three. That's why we moved to Atlanta. So right. you if you do grow up lacking, you don't really know because right. yep. life is still good. Like you still have a good time. Yeah. So, you still going I, outside playing with your friend. You still, you know, you, you got a meal meal on the table. So like yeah, that's yeah, all you yeah. need, really. <laughs> life, life was good for me. I'm not gonna complain. Like, even yeah. though my family was divorced, my daddy definitely played child sport. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, I respect that. Hey, you had what you need. I love it. It was good. Um, I grew up with a father in my life, so I'm mm-hmm. one of those females uh yep. that I thoroughly respect, man. I believe in submission and love and equally yoked partners even though my parents didn't make it they both were still good people to me so right. um i guess i grew up with a lot of love man a lot of love a lot of family a lot of fun and i i was outside so. you was outside yes i was outside my mom you went outside like, for real you went out what you doing outside? was you playing football you, you was a town boy was you playing football with the boys were you doing hopscotch what was you doing you playing tag all Talk that, to me. All that, all that. Tag, everything. I was playing video games. I was playing tag. I was hitting baseball in the cul-de-sac. I was riding bikes. Like, I was, like, I, was a I was outdoors. He was getting to it, Bolo. Yeah. <laughs> I was fighting. So I was doing Because like you, you don't see too many people playing and getting down like that outside no more, for real. Oh. You know what I mean? It's, it's different. different. It's I feel different. that these kids now, the youth is deprived. Yeah, is it is the tech. So like, I love technology, but there's a downside to it. And the downside is that, like, even you see babies at like two, three years old, just in mm. a phone, better better than than the grown ups. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? So I was like, yeah. damn, so, yeah, nah, that's crazy. Nah, I love it. I love it. And I'm sure. Also, I want to touch on this. You know, you being the, the baby of you said five brothers. I, although it was tough, I'm sure it was also you felt like just protected. Like, man, anytime oh, yeah. you at school, like, all right, bro, going keep, keep talking crazy. I'm going to make that call. I was always like, one call, that's all. And that was my motto. <laughs> one call, that's all. I love it. Yeah. Five strong, kid. Woo. Right. <laughs> that's dope. That's dope. I was definitely, when I tell you a fighter, like, not one for words. That's so, for me, Will Smith slap that slap. I was like, I that was normal. It, 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 it was granny, huh? It, me. It, it, it was normal. It was like, oh, okay. I see what I did. People were like, you wake up and choose violence, huh? Sometimes she, she said, she said, this for like home to me. Like, this feels yeah. like- we gotta, we gotta ask you though. Uh oh, uh oh. So, since he, so since the smack happened, you think he, that he did the right thing or no? I think he did the right thing. I mean, right. shit. Right. I said I'm one of them persons. I stand, I stand beside it. I stick beside it. Right. <laughs> if, if something is like, wait, I don't know. Can we curse on here? No. Yeah, but why? That's the porch. You can do whatever you need to do on the porch. Oh, we Chris yeah. Tucker right now. Yeah. <laughs> we on the yeah, we on the porch. Okay. If you vote, whatever you gotta do, it's the porch. Oh <laughs> uh, nah, I feel like I, I'm I'm I am how do I put it? I don't know. I just, I'm a person that accountability is everything. So if I do something or if I say something, anything, I'm, I take full responsibility. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I feel like he did it and you know, consequences going to come with some of the stuff you do. Right. I don't think, I don't feel like he made the wrong decision. I feel like he made the decision he wanted to make. Right. So right. In so many instances we do 
shy from away from who we are because mixed companies, because you know, it's white people around or how it may look. But in that moment, he needed he needed to express himself. He was ready to explode. And I rather it had been a slap than him than him air that bitch out. Weird thing. <laughs> That's real shit. That's real. I ain't, I ain't never thought about that because I, I I've been indifferent. I kind of I've seen both sides, right? So like I didn't have a problem with the slap per se. It is yeah. the 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 stage, the time you got to slap. Like he would have slapped him after the awards, but you know, behind the stage, day. behind the scene, like perfect. See, but and that's everybody's take, but for me, like, and I love, I love, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Rock family, so like, yeah. them, my people. So I felt bad about it, but I was like, at the end of the day, had it been me, I probably would have done the same thing, just off the strength, and, and I'm not. I don't like that the world has gone all sensitive. Sometimes it's not even about being sensitive. It's just the timing. Like, right. you know, it's times when you play with your people, but sometimes you're just not in the mood. And he wasn't in the mood. Good point. Real. He wasn't in the mood. Like, and then people are like, but he laughed. Yeah, he laughed. But at the end of the day, she was offended. Right, so, right. And for females, I think the biggest thing is a lot of times men especially black men, they do take up for us, but not in the moment that we're disrespected. Like mm-hmm. we needed somebody to be there right then and there. That's why I'm like, with me and my brothers, I've always had that. If, right. if I feel offended, it don't matter what's going on. You can be that homie, whatever. If I feel offended in that right. moment, they're going to take care of it. Y'all going to handle that. Mm. So, and I, I just think it was, it was time. Like everybody's like, oh, he stood up to Chris Rock. But I'm like, I, I I honestly feel like it don't matter who. It, it could have been a white person. It could have been Obama. He would have walked up there and slapped him. Will, hey, will, hold on. Will ain't stopping Obama. Like come on. Come on, Big B. <laughs> I and I love Obama. He wouldn't <laughs> care. He wouldn't care. In that moment, he just saw red. He wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, this Chris, this the homie. It wasn't none of that. He didn't care. I feel you. I feel it, though. I that's 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 a great take, though. But I'm 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 still thinking in my head though, like if it was a big nigga on stage or something, he probably would have had to. You'd have got on stage and thought about it for a minute. Because I'm like, really? Uh, man, listen, he was a little too confident that Chris wasn't gonna react. The fact that he turned his back and walked away though. Come on now, I'm on his ass. <laughs> he turned his back immediately, Bolo. Like he knew for a fact you know Chris wasn't about to do nothing. I don't know. I don't know. But shout out to Will. I'm still a fan. You know, I ain't, I, ain't, I don't. I ain't big on. Yes, As Chris, it had it been you, if you was Chris, would you? How would you have reacted in that moment? Shit, I'm reacting. I'm reacting. <laughs> nah, nah, because you talking about it could have been handled later. Nah, you could react later. No, no, I no, got no. slapped though. I'm I the victim. Slapped, so this self defense. I'm reacting now at this point. And, get, and keep it real, get, I'm gonna be real, especially from a man's perspective. I don't know how you feel. I damn near feel more disrespected from a slap than a punch. Come on, man. Yeah, for oh, real. for sure. For real, it's just like it's like. Hold on, you, you. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I'm happy that it, I'm happy that it was Chris Rock instead of me, because I probably would have took that mic and slapped him with the whole mic stand. Exactly. Like, yeah, it would. It wouldn't. It couldn't be me. Yeah, would have been crazy. But I'm, I'm happy. Like Chris Rock, he. A lot of people feel like, oh, Will Smith took us back. If Will Smith took us back, Chris Rock launched us forward because. Ooh. That's a bar. That's real. Now it took a, it's, it took some maturity like to just and he he finished he finished the, the the hosting the introduction and everything. I'm like man, that took a lot of professionalism and maturity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah moving shit. So, no, I love but, it. Back back to you. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you you grew up Stone Mountain, Georgia. That's where you reside. 
I mean, I guess, how did we get to this point? Kind of walk us through the acting side of things. Like, you know, did you ever want to get into acting? Like, was that a forethought growing up? Kind of walk us through that that process. Well, growing up as a child, I was just a child. I was just a kid being, I was a true kid. People ask me all the time that um, they have children that want to be child actors. And I tell them, don't force them into it. Do things that you guys know from with sports. You can do other things that build the essentials of a great actor. So put them in stuff that they can, so they can learn like team building, put them in things so they can build their confidence. Because when you are in front of the camera, confidence is key. When you're getting told no audition after audition project after project, you need your own self-confidence to knowing you're great. Also put them in stuff where they have coaches or teachers so they can learn how to take a note and not be offended, but understand constructive criticism, mm-hmm. like and allow them to be a child so their imagination can grow instead of putting them in something with in acting that may hurt them and deteriorate their mindset as a child because they're not mature enough to understand it. They're not mature enough to take the feedback in that way and, and really allow themselves in their imagination and their confidence to grow. Um, so for me, I was just a kid. Like I did sports, Uh I did track, I did swimming, I did softball, I did cheerleading, I did everything. And then I did the normal stuff that you do in school for theater, like your, your Christmas plays, your, um, you know, those types of things, your Thanksgiving plays at school, like those, those things, um, Easter play at church. So I didn't know as a kid, like, oh, I want to be an actor. I knew that I loved the adrenaline of performing. Yeah, so, got you. Whether it be attract me, I love. I was on the four by four, four by one. one you was moving. Five. Was you moving? I was moving. I was listening. I knew I love the adrenaline of like you, you. I love practicing, and then you have that one opportunity to where it's like, can't mess it up. This, this is it. <laughs> this is it. This yeah. is it. So, um, growing up, like I said, I cheered. I did coding competition cheerleading. I thought I was going to be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Like that was, that was the dream. That was the dream. That was the dream. Senior in high school. That was the dream up until then. And then I, I took a, a drama class at Stevenson and I loved it. And even then I still thought, okay, I'm going I'm to be a, um, a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. And then I found out how much they make. And I was like, mm. Mm, let me switch gears a little bit. Uh, <laughs> it's and fun, but <laughs> it might've not been the truth, but somebody told me it's only $50 a game. So, Ooh. Oh, it ain't <laughs> that low, Isabolo. I don't think it's that low. No. 50 a game? Jeez. That's what I was told. I don't know. That could have been a lie, but I believed it. And I was yeah. like, it's a no for me. My Jordans cost more than $50. Right, right. Gas right. now, shit. Right. In LA, shit, for real. 50 ain't doing nothing in the tank. I just put 50 in the tank. I'm in half. Yeah. My fault. <laughs> I ended up um, deciding when I was a senior in high school that I wanted to be an actress and I wasn't applying to colleges because I just knew I was going to move to LA and act. And my mom said, she, at the time she was a high school teacher. Mm-hmm. She just retired um, last year. So she was like, yeah, no, you're definitely going to college and getting a degree. The hell? Right. So, what you talking about? <laughs> yeah. She was like, yeah, you, um, and you need to get a degree in a major that is, you can, you can actually have a job in. So I went to college. I made. I got my degree in um, accounting. I was a double major, accounting and finance. And while I was there, I got ready to graduate. And I was like, mm. I don't know, somewhere along the way while I was in college, 
on top of I kept asking if I could quit and move to LA. Uh, my other option that I thought I wanted to do was be, I, I said I was going to be the female Johnny Cochran. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be a lawyer. And then when I graduated from college, it was like, okay, do I go to law school or do I go to LA for acting? And I chose LA. Wow, that's crazy. That's a hell of a story. And I like it. It's a it's a it's good for people, for our listeners, myself included, to hear this because I go through the same stuff, man. Even even now, like I like I like a lot of shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like I'm like, huh, should I do that or should I do this or should I get into this? And it's cool hearing it from someone with your level of success that went through that same journey yourself. You know what I mean? Like a double major in account. That's first of all, that's a hard ass major. So, <laughs> so to even do that, pre regs, like, yeah, like, what? oh my gosh. So she locked in on that, but then she was a good athlete. She wanted to do cheerleads. She wanted to, you know, then it's crazy how it all worked together to, you know, to fulfill your purpose, which ended up being, you know, acting. And it's crazy because I did no acting in college. So while I was in college, mm. I didn't take any acting classes. I mean, I took public speaking. Yeah. So my communications class, and then I took voice and diction, but that was more so pre regs for my major. Right. Yeah. And it just lined up. And I, I somewhere along the way, I had to make my major make sense for acting. So I was like, oh, well, one day I want to have my own production company. And it just, I was like, this will be essential to, you know, in the beginning stages, you're everything. Like right. with the podcast, you, you the MC, you the uh, editor, editor. The, you know what I'm saying? You the Social marketer. media producer. Yeah. So I knew with my production company, I would be all things and I would need to know how to handle and manage the finances. And then when it gets to a point where I can appoint someone to take over, I still need to be able to eyeball it to make sure they're not stealing. Because yeah. that's right. major, especially with a lot of entertainers, a lot of people with large amounts of sums of money, even with a little bit of money, people can still steal from you. Right. Facts. So I had to just make it make sense. And then when I had to decide between acting and law, I'm not going to lie. I felt like I could kill law. I was like, I'm going to kill it. Like books and studying and ace and stuff and like arguments, court, I knew I would kill that. Like right. passing the bar, like I was like, that's gonna come easy. I know with acting in the entertainment industry, no matter how much work you put into it, no matter how good you are, there's other factors that be where yeah. you can still not succeed. Yeah. Mm. 100%. So I was like, nah, I'm, I'm, I like the hard way with everything. So, right. like, you know, your mama used to say, a hard head gonna make us off behind. I was definitely that kid, stayed on punishment. Like, because you was fighting everybody, that's why I was fighting. (laughs) My brother used to tell me I was bad because he said, "Man, you would, you would think about stuff, know the consequences, and then say, I could take it. (laughs) I can handle that. (laughs) Yeah, you'd be like, "Mm, I can do it. I'll take that. So, yeah." yeah, that's what's up. And it's funny too, um, just because I'm thinking about a lawyer, right? Yeah. And obviously not like a lawyer that, you know, lawyers that you see on TV, you know, they they always like kind of talking. They they good with words. They very Burr. good at influencing <laughs> people and, you know, getting people to kind of sway their judgment and things like that. It kind of has some some trans some translations to acting or, you know, just a little bit. Did you kind of find kind of that middle ground of like, damn, like, you know, some of the stuff I'm learning over here, I can apply to, you know, my acting career. No, you just put that two and two together for me. That's not oh, what I No, yeah, like you just gave me a different perspective. That's how. Hey, that's how Bolo get that. Hey, Bolo, hey, he the one. He gonna drop at least one gym. 
every episode. That's nice. Yeah. That's. I mean, I, I just I just thought about it off the rip because I'm like, you know, you're doing all this, you know, yeah. looking to be a lawyer. And then like, you know, it kind of goes works hand in hand almost to me. So that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. That is dope. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm doing John, Johnny Cochran would be proud. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you are the female Johnny Cochran. <laughs> Uh, nah, that's dope. So let, let's talk about your uh, your first, I guess, big project, right? Um, so from my from my knowledge, and correct me if I'm wrong, to me that first like big moment was uh, your role in Unexpected. Is that is that safe to say, or is it or is it before that? So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little insight. Ooh. So yes, Unexpected is my big role to is my introduction to the world. Okay, but I actually did a film with Tommy. You remember Tommy from Martin? Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, his name R.I.P. I can't think of his last name right now. I'll but, it up, yeah. Um, I did a film called Ford. Is it Thomas Ford? Tommy Ford. Yeah, I did a film called At My Moose Feet with Tommy Ford in Louisiana before I moved to L.A. One of my and that was just off the strength of like networking. One of my good friends, he was the director, and was like, "Hey, for me, that was my big moment." That was yeah. Like, um, like in the door, like I'm here. Yeah, I got paid. I got paid like $500. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. It shot in Louisiana. They was like, you'll ride up with my homegirl. And I play his illegitimate daughter. Mm. So we got like good scenes footage that helped me get together a reel to be able to send it out to agencies and management mm. um, companies just to kind of show people like, look, I can hold my own with notable actors. So that for me was like my first big moment and it came i tell people all the time you never know where your blessing is going to come from because i didn't have to audition for it simply a friend just hit me up and was like hey you want to do this he has seen some of my stuff we networked before um so it was just it was like that was my moment of like nigga you make it (laughs) (laughs) that's hard i didn't didn't know that man and obviously i'm sure we all we all grew up watching Martin, so we know how legendary Tommy, you know, his character was, you know, in Martin. So for you to have that role, I'm sure in the back of your head, like, damn, like, I'm on here with Tommy. Like, you know what I'm saying? And he, he was so pleasant. It was amazing just working across from him. was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, yeah. oh, damn. So that was my moment. But Unexpected was my big moment in introduction to, like, the world. Got you. Got you for sure, man. And obviously, you know, for... For those who who didn't, you know, see the film, just the in general, you know, you were you played the role of a student who gets pregnant, right? Your mm-hmm. teacher gets pregnant at, the, at like the exact same time, and yeah. y'all two pretty much connect, become friends. Um, how was it? Just you know, just looking back, you know, you know, shoot shooting the scenes for that role, being in that position, just how what was that experience like for you? Honestly, it was such a beautiful experience. Like, I. I for me, I remember my first day on set, Kobe Smolders was sitting in the chair. First off, I told my mom I, was, I had booked this film with Kobe. And she was yeah. like, Kobe? She thought it was Kobe Bryant. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course she did. <laughs> Kobe, Kobe? <laughs> she was so excited. And then when I was like, no, Kobe Smolders, she was like, who? Like for her, it was like right. a disappointment. I was like, damn. Hey, my fault, mama. <laughs> uh, but I walked in and I, I think Kobe came in and I was getting my makeup done. 
She's like, hey, Gail B. And I wanted to run my line so bad, but I didn't want to like seem green or like, you know, right. un- unprepared because I was prepared, but I wanted to run it with her right. and just kind of like my nerves. And so then I think she kind of could tell. I think it was like permeating from out of my pores <laughs> because she was just there. And I was like kind of looking and trying to like not stare. But I, I wanted to ask her. So then she was like, Gail B., will you want to run lines? And I just think it was such that whole process was such an amazing example. And I model how I am off the set, just off that experience alone. It was so pleasant. It was Mm -hmm. so inviting. It was no ego. It was, you know, it was just a vibe where it it didn't feel like nobody felt it was better than you. It was, it was just welcoming. It was so pleasant. And they kept saying, and we had so much fun. And so I think it was really great that it was an indie. And it's crazy because um, everybody kept saying, Projects are not like this. It's not, this is not the norm. So don't go places expecting like everything to be good and great and fun and cool because people be mean and it's crazy. But I kept getting that. Like I kept getting great people, great projects, a vibe. Like, because after that, I think it was. Go that word, D-Nail. Vibe. Everybody been coming on the last like five weeks talking about. It's the vibes. I like the vibes. That's been the word. For real. Like, it's the energy. It's the energy. It's the vibes. And it's so crazy because people tell me, they're like, oh, you're such a vibe. I'm like, it's the God in me. Y'all call it what you want to call it, but I know it's God. God in me. (laughs) Oh, it's the God in me. We better have a a praise break on here on the porch. Better stop playing. (laughs) Woo! No. (laughs) For real. Like a lap around here, right? (laughs) Um. But no, like that, that's what it was. It was, I mean, I ain't, I mean, the, the money wasn't great, right. but it's an indie. So you don't walk in, you don't do an indie right. expecting, you're not doing an indie for the money. Right. You're doing right. an indie for any other reason. The script, yeah. the connections, the exposure. And I think what people have to know in any field that they're in when it comes to success, success is not always, the reward is not always monetary. So mm, for me, that same director hit me up when I auditioned for Atlanta and was like, oh, hey, uh, my friend is directing an episode of Atlanta and I just referred you for it. By the mm. way, she said your audition was the only one she loved. Mm. And off the shrimp, that booked me Atlanta. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The director yeah. from Chris, Chris, um, damn, what's her, her maiden name now? She went back to her maiden name. I can't think of it, but I call her, it was Chris Swanberg, yeah. but I call her Lady Chris. I used to call her Lady Swanberg, but now that she's um, parted ways from her. Right, 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 right. I didn't want to say divorce, it sounds so, but either way. I feel, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I call her Lady Lady Chris now. So she came up to Atlanta when we were filming, just to chill and hang and, you know, solidify that, yeah. that relationship. So I try to tell people all the time, like, don't be so close-minded as to, oh, it's not paying that much or this or that. They don't have it. A lot of times people don't have it. Right. Like, <laughs> they may be able to help you in other ways. So it's okay. Right. And that, I mean, for one, it was my first time in Chicago. They they flew me out. They put me in this nice entire, like, uh, whole house that it was, like, bomb. Like, I, I brought out to the city. Out. Listen, Chicago is amazing. Love it. Bolo. <laughs> Bolo's wow. born and raised in Chicago right here. Are you? I love, Absolutely. Listen. So my favorite places are first is Atlanta. Okay. Of course. Then Africa. Okay. Ooh. And then Chicago and New York are tied for number three. 
Hey, but that's a hell of a lineup, though. So no matter where we place, just being in that lineup is dope. You had Africa in there, so I'm like, shit, we we right behind Africa. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I'm from Indianapolis. I know it ain't really much going on in Indianapolis. Hey, no, but but we, we down the street from Chicago. We ain't that far. Okay. A few hours. Okay. Yeah. okay. You know, y'all, y'all Chicago adjacent. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Gil, I got to ask you this. I think the porch want to know. Um, I, um. I guess talk to us a little bit about like, like being able to memorize lines. Like, how hard is that? Like, mm. how long does that take you to like remember lines? Like, I, I just see the difficulty when like when people are just uh, they'll be talking for like three or four minutes. I'm like, damn, did they remember that whole thing like <laughs> word for word? Like, how does that work in, in your in your line of things? Okay, so I'm gonna give it to you how I digest it, which makes it easy for me to comprehend. Okay. I do three different approaches. For me, it's easy to remember lines because of these different steps I take. Mm-hmm. I record it, like on my voice recorder on my phone, and then I play it. So I'll just listen to it all day like it's a song on the radio. Mm-hmm. I, I let it play while I'm asleep. A lot of things, if I if I sleep on stuff, typically when I wake up the next day, it's in me. Like that, that, my first car was a stick shift. I could not drive it for shit on day one, and I went to sleep and woke up, and I was a fucking pro. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. So, <laughs> I I allow it's like in my subconscious it starts to move, but I record it and then I let it play back to me so I hear it like how you just learn lyrics to a song. Yeah. Then I run the lines with somebody, and after you run it enough and you're just saying it over and over, you start to hear it different ways in your head, different meanings start to connect, mm-hmm. and you just know it. And then another way is I remember it like a story, kind of like mm-hmm. if you were to tell me recount maybe your 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 most memorable football game. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you can remember that right. or a time in your life when you can remember that. So I, it's like if you're telling someone a story, this person said this and then. And then Bolo came up. He swung on him. I was like, hey, hey. <laughs> you gotta hit him with the air thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of like how I remember my lines per se. And then I kind of gauge it on the project or the writer or the director as opposed to if I'm gonna improv and make it my own. Right. Like add some words. Like Snowfall, they give me free range. So mm. so I'm memorizing that way. And it, it just it clicks. I know some people write it down. Yeah. Um, different people do different tactics. Um, but for me, it's it's pretty easy. See, for me, I, I think that's a skill within itself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just to yeah. be able to remember so many lines, especially if you have a big role. You know what I'm saying? Because now you're going through so many different emotions throughout the you know the scene or throughout the movie or series, and it's just it's definitely um, you know hats off to you guys for being able to just kind of balance the remembering and then being like okay let me not be robotic and let me feel right you know, what I'm feeling in this moment and, and be able to kind of have my body kind of represent what I'm saying like I it's a lot that go into it I feel like I'm not gonna lie though so when I was shooting Snowfall and Pea Valley at the same time there was Snowfall would happen to where I would have to quarantine five days before mm. I come I would fly into LA and I would have five days of just peace Right. And thank God for that, because the first two days when I would get here, I would try to memorize my lines and I couldn't. I was so still stuck in roulette that I could not drop yeah. into Wanda. It yeah. took me a while. I was like, ah, <laughs> and then I would be like blanking. I would be blanking and not like I can typically see it and see Isaiah as Leon and all of that. There would be moments where I would be looking like, 
Who is this nigga? Because my mind. <laughs> <laughs> not, I'm a roulette right now. I'm, I'm yeah. on the right. I'm on the yeah. Oh, where the money at? Where the dollars at, nigga? Where the, so? <laughs> Y'all silly. <laughs> so Damn. it's yeah. No, nah, that's great because I I didn't even think about that. The fact that you was shooting, you was recording for both P Valley and stuff all oh. at the same time. That's that's hard as hell to like be shooting for two major shows at the same time with different roles. Remember two different scripts. That's yeah. now that's some talent. That's impressive. Yeah, it definitely, you know, but after I, after a while, I kind of got the hang of it, but it was definitely like an actor's boot camp. Right, man. That's crazy. And since you brought it up, man, I knew it. I knew it. Look, here we go. gotta, come on. We gotta talk about snowfall, man. That, that's one of my favorite shows in the last couple years. It's, uh, you play you play the role of Wanda, like you said, Wanda Wanda Bell. Uh, let's talk about just being a part of the snowfall. That, it seems like y'all, all, and I don't know if it's true or not. It seems like y'all all like really cool, like off set, off air. It's like y'all have a good chemistry on the yeah. set. I, I can see that as a fan. Yes, we do. Um, I think you know. I don't know how it is with. The only project where I worked on in the first season was Insecure. So I came into Snowfall season two and Malcolm Mays, who played Kevin, he's now on Raising Canaan playing Lulu. That's one of my best friends. So when I came in, it was already Love and Family. I'll jump. And I kind of just fell in the flow of what they already had. Um, and then as more people came onto the set, like Dallas, Black Diamond, everybody, um, whether they was there for one day or whether they was there for the whole season, I kind of extended that same grace that was extended to me. So Mm. I think when people are comfortable and when they feel welcome and they don't feel scrutinized or they don't feel like an outsider, they're most comfortable to do, you know, their best. Right. Like when you in your zone and you're not nervous and you relax, like you won't go. It's kind of like playing a sport. It's like you, you hooping or playing football, whatever. And, and, and coach say, hey, go out there, go out there and make a play, Bolo. It's like, yeah, all right, well, I'm just, hey, I'm loose. I'm feeling good. Like, I'm about to just do my thing. <laughs> right. 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 Now, nah, I love it. So obviously, you know, playing, you know, playing your, your role. Uh, the, the cool thing I think about your character is like just the, the whole development of the character, right? It's like you, yeah. there's so many different versions of, of Wanda in the show. Obviously, you had a phase where, strongly addicted to drugs right and that was his own unique version of you then you get clean and then you know you fight the battle of the urge of going back and then you know more recently now in the latest season just trying to you know trying to live life that you know the right way and, and right. get a job mm-hmm. and talk about just um i guess mentally training for those different versions of the same character um with that i think it's more so about not judging the character Mm-hmm. And really, I had to let Gail take a back seat and be along for the ride of mm-hmm. one, because I give some of Gail to every character. That way, I have something to revert back to. Like that's my fail safe. If anything, if I'm in a moment where I don't really know where to go with it, I could right. go to the part of that's me, yeah. and that's yeah. gonna be genuine. So I always try to give that so to have that authenticity. But when it came to Wanda's arc and the, the roller coaster she was on, I couldn't control it. And I was like, okay, get about to take a back seat. And I'm just gonna have to ride this wave on go. I'm I gotta go wherever she's going. You know what I'm saying? Like I gotta right. let her lead. Um so when it came to getting into the character, 
I did pull a lot from my family because I do have family members. I feel like every black person has, you know, six degrees in separation of a crackhead. Right. So, um, and not to be funny, I mean, crack is real. And it's still, I think that was probably the most detrimental thing they could have done to the black community because it still affects us to this day. And I had to really pull from my family. I didn't see them the the before crack. So I think it was really good that I didn't know Wanda was going to get on crack. That way I couldn't try to make something up and play her to what I think she would be. I just play her as who she was. And then when the drugs came, I kind of more so used the substitution. Like, okay, um, when I stop doing something, like if I'm drinking and I choose to not drink, I can smell alcohol. Like I actually, I'm not an alcoholic, but I actually really did like alcohol. So I could like smell it to know, oh, damn, if I ain't drinking, I can smell it in somebody else's cup to know what it is and be like, damn, I can know the taste, know all of that. You know, we all have our different vices. So just a substitution with a vice um, when it comes to that. Also, I watched this documentary um, that I seen in Atlanta a long time ago before I even moved. It was called Jay is for Junkie by Greenmont Park, which is phenomenal and i'm not even a documentary person mm. i went in support and when i say it was amazing it was hands down amazing um it was the real raw it wasn't heightening it or over dramatizing it to make you feel like the crackhead is this type of person um right. i also i volunteer on skid row on wednesday so i got to experience some real la um Addicts and just people who were homeless or down and out that help contribute to different levels of Wanda. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot of the people who work on the show are from L.A., like real L.A. So right. I got to ask them questions and pick their brains. Um, Malcolm, who played Kevin, he real L.A., he from L.A. Yeah. So asking him, you know, things about stuff that happened back in the 80s that his parents and them went through. Um, I just really did my research to make sure that Wanda wasn't a mockery of of the Black community, you know, and that people could relate to her and and see folks who they've interacted with in her to to really root for her and want to cheer for her and see their aunt or their sister or their mama or their grandma or, you know, their cousin and say, damn, like, this is reality. Like, I wanted people to go on the on the ride with Wanda. Just how like Gail Bean was on the ride with Wanda. I wanted to take the audience on the ride with her as well to like see her when she at her low. I want them to feel low. I want them to hate this for me. I want them to feel embarrassed that they even having to see this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then when she went, I wanted to see the shit that she overcame to be like, that's why we fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want them when 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 they when she's smoking that rock and she having a good time, I want them to have a good time with her. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so, like whatever, whatever, you know, zone she's in in that moment, you want the audience to feel that, that, that feel. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah and I'm telling you, as a as a fan, like we did feel that. It was crazy. It was like it's certain moments I'm like, damn, come on. Why am I like, what is you? Oh, you know, I'm trying to root for you. It's time I'm mad. I'm like, all right, all right, man. Forget it. Hey, if it happens, it happens. You know what I mean? Then it was time I'm like, all right, man. She working, she's trying to get better. It was like this roller coaster of emotions, even as a fan. And yeah. it, that goes to show just the the great job you did in the role. Like you really played that, you know what I'm saying? And I it, it felt real. And that's that's why I love so much about Snowfall yourself. And and it really, I think even the full cast, I think everyone really 
owns their role. You know what I'm saying? And it makes you feel, uh, feels authentic. And, and that's the great thing about it. We definitely take it serious. I think we all felt like, you know, it was our duty to mm-hmm. John, yep. even before his death, RIP. Um, John Singleton, yes. To John, to LA, to the Black community, you know, the Black and Brown community. I think we felt that we had to do this. Like we had been, it was an honor to be tasked with telling this story because it's a real story. Um, And it was just about, you know, putting in the work, being committed. Like I did the research on the whole time period, the music of the era, like the news of the era, the politics of the era, just to really be dropped into where people was at. You know, people now of this era that are listening to like, look, Uzi, Lil Yachty, Lil Perk, Lil something are going to be in a different mind state of people than people who were listening to like the Tupac, the Biggie, the Nas, the Jay-Z. Like that's going to put you in a different mind. If you sit there and you listen to Jay-Z all day, Nas all day, Biggie all day, Pac all day, you know what I'm saying? Jay Electronica, your mindset and how you walk and carry yourself and how you react to stuff, how you perceive things, how you comprehend, all of that is going to be different if you sit there all day and you listen to Lil Yachty. You sit That's there all nice. day listen to uh, Lil Red or Red Talk something. Um, these, yeah. different, these different people. So I just really had to drop into the time period when it comes to everything, like the music, the news, the politics, all of that. Facts. Mm. That's And that's, that's real game. I, before we transition, I think that's very important to talk about, like, People always ask all the time, like, does like rap music or whatever going on in like in the rap industry contribute to like what's going on with you know adolescents, teenagers, and stuff? I'm like, hell yeah, like these yeah. kids are followers, like you know, and it's no fault to them, but they just want to be with the latest trends, they want to be with what's cool. And you yeah. listen to something, you do something consistently. I mean, you just become that person, like you just subconsciously turn into you know what you listen to every day, or what you drink, or what you eat, or whatever whatever the case may be. Right. And yeah. um, I definitely think that plays a big part in our community, man. And, and for me, I listen to all that shit. But for me, I understand the light switch though. Like I know when to cut it off. Yeah. And you know, be you me. have your own mind. Exactly. Like a lot of the exactly. youth now is very impressionable. Facts. 100%. Yeah, like they you. It's like. They're very impressionable, but also they they don't listen to a variety of music. Yeah, I'm R&B. We listen to R&B. everything. We was we was backing that ass up, but then also listening to pop. Right, <laughs> that's facts. We yeah. was listening to Outkast, but then also listening to Lil Wayne. So it's you know like I mean? just a variety of everything. I'm a Donnell Jones, Carl Thomas, you know, <laughs> like. You know, and then I could just throw on some Jeezy or something and, you know, just balance we it all out. We had Genuine, like, we had Usher, yeah, but then you, and then you had Gucci Mane. So, Come on, like, now. I was waiting, I was waiting for you to, I'm like, she, she from Atlanta, I was waiting for you to get goo off some love, you know what I mean? Big Gucci fan right here. Bolo be hating a little bit, big Gucci fan right here. I like Gucci. He like him, he don't love him. I gotta look, I gotta watch how I come about Georgia rappers on here. Let's go around. You know what I mean? They pull back a nub or something. You know he I'm real saying? biased. You know, he, he, he said that Chicago, that, that, what you like? That drill music? What you like? Drill music. I, no, I, no, look, so let me, let me just first off tell y'all, drill music did start in Chicago. All it right, did. It did. Movie. It did, but I'm a Kanye West. Shout out to Katie got bands. You got bands. <laughs> Katie got bands. I'm about Katie. Where she at? Look, she, look, she know what's going on. You know Listen, what I mean? 
I'm telling you, I'm telling you when I when I dare to shoot unexpected, that was 2014. So yeah, I was listening. Right, I'm right, telling right. you, I draw, I immerse into the music. I did that was my first time hearing I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twenty fourteen. That was the time when like Chicago. Yeah, when all that, that was, was really on. See, we, look, we we can even take it back, back though. Like that high school, I came out in twenty ten, so we was we were listening to it all day. Like, yeah, I was like, wait a minute, what's tweaking? It was yeah. All that. <laughs> I'll tell you, that's funny. Yeah, you like below uh comment? No, I'm just playing. Comment cool Comet, though. Comment Smith though. He's, but he's but just I, different. I, I like a variety, a lot of stuff though. Like. You're right, Twister. Yeah, what a nigga might be broke. Shit. Ooh. <laughs> West side though, that's whole West side. But Twister Cole, do or die, all them. Yeah, Lupe. Yeah, look at you. Look at you. Okay. I like Lil Dirk. I like I um Cole with it now. I like Chance the Rapper. I've been to a Chance yes. the Rapper concert. Cole with it. I like early Chief Keith for for what he did at the time. At the time, okay. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I like Kimon. Okay, okay, okay. RP, yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, you got you got Polo G, you Polo got G. you know, you got you got a lot of rappers. Um, damn, what's buddy? He just died. RP King Von, King Von died, and then uh, my bro uh, took the pills on the plane. Oh, I'm drawing a blank, bro. Ah, him and Future uh, got an album together. My Chicago listeners do not do not juice world, yes, yeah, juice. Thank you. I didn't Thank know he was from Chicago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know Polo G was from Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, put me on. We putting me okay. on. Yeah. We get she getting put on a girl getting put on right now on the porch, I mean, live I on the like porch. Chicago. Yeah. I, ride, I ride with the shy. I like Kanye. Forth? I mean, I like old Kanye. Old Kanye. She missed the old Kanye. I do, I do. Old Kanye. The, the I ain't sold my soul for gold, Kanye. Ooh. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> girl might know the soul. Hey, we might have to make Gail spit a bar when she leave the port. The way she's going she right now. Gems on us, for real, for real. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so Gail, we got to ask you, you know what I mean? Obviously, this is my show. Down in the valley where the girls get naked. Uh-huh. So, obviously, you got that opportunity. You know, P-Valley, you announced it to us earlier um, on the show. How did, how did that role come about? Talk talk us through that that early process. Okay, since we on the porch or whatnot, um, Ooh, keep it real. Let me, let me grab my cup because the way you just set it up now, now I'm, I'm tuned in. <laughs> so I auditioned for P Valley in 2018 five times. Oh shit! For the same role. What? Wow. Like you know, because you you audition and then you have a call back and then you have a director yeah. session then the network. Right. So, and they was pushing me. They was pushing me hard, but the network started saying no. They was like, yeah, no. Which is cool, you know, everything in due time. Right. And and to be honest, when I when they said no, it made sense because really I would have booked it off my talent, but I wasn't they would they would have been forcing it. Right, right. Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. that's like if they would have tried to cast Lil Murder as Uncle Clifford. Like that would have been yeah, you yeah. you're forcing it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when it came back around this time. I didn't audition. It was like a straight offer. Katori, we had a um, Zoom, and she was like, "You want me on P Valley?" Like, <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> First off, I had been, I had been, ever since I had been wanting to work with Katori, like even before P Valley, I had just wanted to work with her. So when it came around, um, when it came out. Um, me and my dude had watched it during the pandemic, and I kept saying, I want to work with her, I want to work with her so bad. Yeah. I want to work with her, I want to be on P Valley, I want to work with her so bad. So then when it came around, I was like screaming. But when she asked, she was like, Well, you know, we'll see. So, um, 
it wasn't like guaranteed. And she was like, and if not P Valley, then you know something. Yeah. So, right, right, right. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. Cool. something. <laughs> right. And then when I got the offer at the time, Snowfall, we wasn't sure if Snowfall was gonna bring me back or not. We were shooting mm. season four and my character had got shot. So right. I didn't know if I lived. I thought I was gonna die. So we didn't know either, but continue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll do one work for next year. So let's figure this out. And at the time when they offered, we was waiting, we was holding out. Snowfall offered me to come back for season five. And I was trying to hold out for P-Valley to see what they was going to do. We hadn't heard back yet. So I was like, well, let's just do a carve out in the contract. Let's do like three episode carve out. Right. We didn't even have an offer yet. So my reps was like, well, we don't even, we don't even know. And I was like, let's just put it in there anyway. They came back and said, they wanted me for nine episodes. So I was like, shit. Damn. That was a hard ask because I had already signed the con. I was waiting and I had already signed the contract with Snowfall. Right. So I had to go back and try to ask like for more episodes. So it was like a whole thing. But um, the thing, same thing I said too about like networking. One of the writers from Snowfall, Tash, she was like John's right-hand girl. She wrote the whole arc. Um, she basically pitched the whole arc and had a lot to do with her and Walter Mosley. Had a lot to do with really selling um, my character's development and more screen time for my character in season three. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't there with us for season four. She had left and I think she went on to, to a lot of other shows, but she's I know she's over there with, with Power. Right. Um, but she worked on the P-Valley pilot. So she had spoke to Katori and was like, when they were saying, you know, during after the pandemic, now people want to work with folks who are a joy to be around, but who are talented, you know, because you you really just around these people for like six months to a year now because right. it's taking forever to shoot with COVID shutdowns, you right. know, case, positive cases. So she had recommended me to Katori. Now this is my this is another recommendation because you know Atlanta was a recommendation from. From unexpected, unexpected, yeah. Now, Valley was a recommendation from Snowfire from Tash. So when Katori hit me up, she was like, "And when Tash recommended you, I had remembered your audition from from I had remembered you from the original pilot." And I was like, "Yeah, I definitely want to work with her. She's really talented." So when she came, she just offered. I got the offer. When they said nine episodes, I was like, "Holy fuck!" Um, They didn't. They came. They came with it. They was like, "Nah, we want you, want you." (laughs) Yeah, uh, I couldn't do nine because it's no fault because it it was conflicting. So we was able to. They was able to cut it down to seven. But still, yeah, (laughs) it just it was just a blessing. Like absolutely. To even get something like that, wow. You know, everybody know Wanda, know me as Wanda, but the longevity of Black women working in this industry mm-hmm. and having consistent work, like you're only as good as your next project. Yeah. So I needed something, especially with Snowfall coming to an end, I needed something to follow up. That way I can continue to work, even if P-Valley didn't continue on. So I could just, people could see the, because they see the range in Wanda, but they still just see Wanda. Like, right, 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 which right. I love. I'm so grateful for her. Like, people resonate with Wanda, and she's special to me. And she, right. I, I love that she's equally that special to others. Mm-hmm. But I needed people to see something different. And I feel like with Roulette, I'm coming in. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. How you coming in? How you coming in? You gotta let the porch. You gotta get a porch. A little tease of what's I, going on. I, right? I know you can't say two. You can't get no specifics. Go ahead and throw out a, a little <laughs> teaser. Let us let us. What can we expect out of roulette? You know what I mean? Like what what, what type of life she lived? Roulette had a theme song. 
if if who she was as a character and had the theme song, I would say um, Juicy Fruit Psycho. Ooh, Juicy Fruit Psycho for the. Okay, so she coming in. She coming in hot. <laughs> she coming in hot, hot. Now listen, I gotta Damn. ask. You, okay, since we talking about this is the porch. This is the porch. And, and she said it, said it. Full sleeves, neck. Chef, like that. Ooh. that's why I said she ain't like nothing. She ain't like nothing. She's she, she trying to get this money. She's not fucking around. Let me. Okay, okay. Uh, now talk about to play down. talk yeah. about the preparation though, because this I mean P vibe for those you don't know this. Hey, this is a strip club. It's raw. That is raw. It's real. I mean, you have to get your stripper skills from somewhere. Talk about the preparation for that. For that. Okay, so I'm from Atlanta. I'm from Stone Mountain to be exact. Right, right, um, right. First and foremost. <laughs> first and foremost. So, you know what I'm saying? I told you, Stone Mountain made me. Right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I done been to... I mean, I'm from here. So I done been, I've been going to strip clubs since I was 17. Right. And I actually worked at Onyx as a shooter girl. Okay. For uh, a good amount of time. Um so I know the environment firsthand. I got family members, close friends that's dancers yeah. that work in the strip club. Like we go, we go to the strip club here in Atlanta. We go to the strip club. Like you go to a restaurant to eat. Like, right. Some mm. of the best wings is at the flame at blue flame. So the best food, hands down, not even just the best wings. Like just in general, um, that may be around the country too. Cause the last few strip clubs I didn't been to the chicken fire rice, Fries, hey, lamb chops in Detroit. I was about to say lamb, um, all that. So uh, I already had that, and I, I honestly feel like roulette is me at eighteen. Like, okay, okay. She, she knew she the youth, new young strip club coming in, the new dancer coming in. Um, and then I also train. I never, even though I worked in strip club, I never pole. And it's so crazy because when I was living in LA, my roommate was Brittany Hall. So yeah, she okay. played on ballers as yeah. Um, yeah. What's Denzel's son? David Washington, I think. Uh, is it John? John David. It's John, John David. David. Yeah, John David. Washington. Yep. She played his girl on on ballers that had the baby. Oh yeah, that's like you talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So me and her lived together, and she got a pole, and she was like, "You want to learn?" I was like, "Bitch, no." <laughs> yeah. No, I don't like to stretch. I don't like to work out. So. All right. I was like, "Hell no, nah. that sounds too active for me." Right. Yeah, <laughs> dog. Like hike. Right. That's it. And um, it's so crazy because then when P Valley came around, she was like, "Yeah, you tried to run from it. Now look, you gotta learn." Right. <laughs> Everything <laughs> full circle, boy. That's crazy. <laughs> I said, "Look, because listen, though, God and the ancestors, they always send me little signs no. that are little omens. They always send me omens and um, premonitions to my to my blessings." So I was like, "Yeah, I definitely see what you was trying to do, God." But yeah. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. really. <laughs> I wasn't really. I wasn't here for it. But for four months before I started, I January, February, March. I started polling in March, mm. and so March, April, May, June. I shot. I started shooting in July, so I poll. I trained for four months, and I started off training four days a week, ninety minutes. Um, Damn. Yeah, and then I would go in on the weekends on my own just for like. Um, open open gym but uh, yeah and, and then sometimes i would do two days because i would train where they set up training and then yeah. i would go to my my um one of my sorority sister's house and train with her so i because you this was getting to it i ain't gonna half-ass nothing now like, about, so, so 
I'm gonna turn on the t- TV. You about to be on your acrobatic shit on some okay. damn. I'm doing okay, like. I definitely have stunt doubles, but I'm doing like 85 percent of my polling. What? Oh, that's impressive. Yeah, I didn't it was because. Yeah, because. For me, I'm like, yeah, I give you. I'm not going to if I got a poll today and poll tomorrow. I don't do ice baths, so I'm like, I can give you four to five good takes. So right, the takes right. where you still need me in the background, but it's not on me, but I'm just in the background. You need to use the double. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm not gonna beat it. I'm not gonna. My hands it. hurt. My forearms. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you like brandy them. I see some people that got calluses. I'm like, them not my hands. Like I'm not trying. <laughs> Like I got, I'm not, I don't want rough hands. So I'm not. Right. Um, so I, yeah, I did about 85%. And then there were some things just for safety that if, if I, even if it was close up and it's um like doubles tricks so yeah, yeah, yeah. on a pole at once, mm-hmm. it may be a stunt double and then me. Or my stunt double and then the the real actor for the other part. A little back and forth, right. I got you. Yeah. So just for like safety reasons and if it was like a level of difficulty that I couldn't do, like I can't do a split. So another, I can do like right and left, but I can't do a middle split. So like they may use someone else for like a middle split. There's a, on the teaser, there's a thing where I'm, my legs is supposed to be like, it's an over split. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They use somebody else for that. Like, nah, <laughs> that ain't me. <laughs> nah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did a lot. I, I put that goddamn work in. Every compliment I get on this shit, I deserve. I earned. You I put learned. that goddamn work in, y'all. We, and we are excited to watch it. Because the first, the first season was definitely a, a smash. So I know y'all coming back with something even better. And the world is going to be excited to see Roulette get down and do her thing on P-Valley. Yeah. Yeah. And look, since you like Snowfall and you like P Valley, it's a, I'm gonna try to do a mashup because it's um it's a moment in Snowfall which is so crazy because I didn't I think this might have been from season from season four so I didn't even I, I hadn't even got P Valley yet but when the girl said don't nobody want to see when I went to the strip club yeah. in Snowfall and she was like don't nobody want to see you on one on no pole <laughs> I'm gonna do that clip. And then you gonna do that clip. That's, that's, that's gonna do numbers. Yeah, make that happen. ASAP. That's gonna do numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's impressive though. Before we, we go to our last segment, I think it's impressive that not only did you have to learn the script, not only was you working in P Valley and Snowfall at the same time, you also had to learn how to how to pole dance. So you were doing like so much work at the same time and at a high level. I just think, and man, that's very, very impressive. And it was like, hard. I, I, I'm sure. I talk to you because this is the thing: the the acting part was easy, right? It was the dancing part because for one, I had got good, right? I don't even go cap. I'm good. Now. <laughs> I ain't gonna need cap. I ain't gonna, gonna cap. Hold on, I'm gonna keep real with the boy. Nice I'm good. I'm fine. I had came home one day. I'm fine. I love that line. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I came home one day after. I think it may have been like my first week of practicing and I showed my boyfriend and he was like, baby, you need to go every day. Like it's your nine to five. I <laughs> get out there and embarrass us. But <laughs> I, I, I bet now, I bet now your man probably like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, he, he think he really at Onyx right now. He's like, yeah. <laughs> calling a roulette. He ain't calling a girl no more, Bolo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do your thing, roulette. <laughs> the dancing part was hard when, because I had got, I was good. But then I forgot when we filmed, there was going to be people there. So, Ooh, yeah. the I nerves came in, stage, and I was like, I went back, I went back, I went out on stage, and then I went back in behind stage again. And I was like, y'all, where the fuck all these people come from? They was like, yeah, the scene has to be done in the club. You know, the club wasn't gonna be empty. I'm like, well, why the fuck we never rehearsed with people here? Right. I was like, y'all, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I was like freaking out, like I wanted to cry. Like I was yeah. like, yeah, fuck no, I'm not doing this. I wanted to be like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. Right, not, right. Like that part was the hard part. Um, how did that, how did how did you like reset your mind in that moment and just and like tap in? I got to thank Brandy because I was mm. really freaking out. Everybody was coming up to me. I felt like I couldn't fucking breathe. I ain't never had no panic attack before, but if that if that was a panic or an anxiety attack, I I'm telling you, I was like, I couldn't hear shit no more. All I could yeah. think I was like, I need to fucking call somebody to come get me. <laughs> like, <laughs> are your brothers and shit come get me? <laughs> What do y'all find niggas gonna get me right now? Yeah, I was like, I need to just tell them I'm gonna be back and then just leave. <laughs> oh, some Rick Ross. That's a Rick Brandy. Ross did on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Brandy was like, I think she could tell that I was freaking out because she come from the dance world. She started off as a dancer and then transitioned to acting. Gotcha. I, so for me, she was like, Sora, just breathe. Just breathe. And like she was really like my saving grace because when I'm telling you I was finna get him that roll back right then and there. Damn. Damn. Shout out yeah. to Brittany. We got to get Brittany on the porch now. Dang. Yeah. Shout out to her. Yeah. That's, That's love. Cool. That's love. She a real one. She a real one. For Shout real. out to her, man. She a real one. Well, all right, well, we got our, our final segment of the show, man. First of all, man, it's been a fire podcast, Definitely man. We appreciate you sharing all the gems, the, the behind the scenes stories. Definitely been a pleasure. So, it's time for our doorbell segment, which is basically just our quick hitters where we ask you just a couple of random fun questions. Uh, and then, you know, you, you give your answer with like a, a one or two line response and we go okay. to the next one. So um, I'll start off Bolo and then you could jump in. Who are your favorite top five actors of all time? And no order, but just like your favorite five. Ruby D. Okay. Oh, I like that. Taraji P. Henson. Mm-hmm, of course. Um, damn. And if you only got four, okay. No, I literally just went through this the other day and now my mind is blanking. Uh, Ruby D, Taraji P. Henson, um, of course, Denzel Washington. Right. Um, uh, oh, shit. Fucking, um, Lord Jesus, what's her name? I have her book too. Oh, Cicely Tyson. Oh, yeah. Um, that's, that's four right there. One more. Damn, it's the lady who she was on Luke Cage. Oh, my, why is my mind blanking? Luke you know Cage. who I'm talking about? Oh, hold on, hold on. Luke Cage. I ain't watched it in a minute. Luke Cage. Luke. Yeah, she played the sister. Oh, you talking, oh, talking about, uh, um, it's her name, Alf, Alfred, Alfred Wood. Yeah, yeah, she Alfred played Wood. Wanda. Yeah. She played Wanda in Holiday Heart. She oh, played Wanda. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Yeah. I like, she, she I like a, her. I like she her. Good at her person, the way she's moving, like, yeah, she's a real good actress. Okay. I love her. I love Holiday. her. Holiday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Alfred Wooder, Ruby D, Cicely Tyson, Taraji P. and Denzel Washington. That's nice. a strong fire right there, by the like way. strong fire. Like All right. My, here go my question here. So since you from Stone Mountain, Georgia, I got to hit you with this. All right. Put these rappers in your order. Ooh. Okay. We got T.I., we got Gucci Man, and we got Young Jeezy. Rank those Ooh. artists in order. 
Damn, Bolo. Okay, okay. So we're gonna go with we're gonna go with Gucci Mane. Ooh. Then we're gonna go with T.I., but we're gonna go with I'm serious T.I. Okay. We're gonna go with early T.I. You, you, okay. talk, you talking about I like my beat. Download. Like money. Like bro. Before, before money, the bro. T.I. verse tip. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Rubber band man. Wow, yeah. in the Taliban, yeah. nine on my right. But okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and then we're gonna go with Jeezy, even though I know everybody gonna be like, but see, that's just because Jeezy's not from Atlanta. I love Jeezy, but okay. I'm okay, I'm sick side of the city. Okay, <laughs> now, 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 do y'all do y'all like two chains down there? We love two chains. Which, okay. first off, we love anybody from Atlanta. Any, that's what I love about Atlanta. That's, Atlanta. Love, Atlanta. that's, that's why that, that I'm a red song that not Atlanta had. It made me feel some type of way, not because you saying this ain't Atlanta, because don't get it twisted. One thing about it, two things for sure. People in Atlanta don't ever claim people from this city. If you from Stone Mountain, you claim Stone Mountain. You from right. Decatur, you came in Decatur. You know what I'm saying? Yep. If you from Latonia, you claim niggas in Atlanta. This, what the fuck she think this is? Right. Atlanta. I heard that song too. Yeah, it was I saw it like on, on Royal Star or something like that. Yeah, yeah. she she's like, You ain't you know, from Atlanta. Whatever, she, yeah. Whatever reason, if that's how you feel, you know, whatever reason that you feel you need to, because I was a I was a huge Amaretta supporter and fan before that, but I felt like you were trying to divide the city up when you already know we're not even fucking like that. It ain't like get the fuck yeah, out of here. Know, People throw up the east side to be like east side. Like yeah, we have songs that be like zone six, east side versus fucking west side. Like we have these songs. So I just didn't like that because I felt like it was divisive of the, of the city. But that's real. Um, we support all Atlanta. Any anything that come from up out of here. That's dope, man. I love it. It's not like that everywhere. You know what I mean? Oh, I, ain't, I ain't trying to oh, speak on me. No, jump in and go. Before I say Gucci, not current Gucci. Oh, Gucci. Oh, Gucci. Oh, yeah. Gucci. Yeah. She's, she's talking about freestyle Atlanta, Gucci. I'm talking about East Atlanta Santa Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> she's talking about I used to walk around that corner right on yeah. Flintwood. Back in back, shout out what I ain't gonna get into it, but y'all, y'all, y'all know how we rock. Y'all know how we rock. Waste it. Right, right. Eliminate, eliminate. All right. Yeah. Now I had now we had a, a a fire question on here for you, but based on what you're saying, it sounds like you're in a relationship right now, correct? Right. right. I am. Okay. okay, okay. So I, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna throw the question. I'm gonna tell you what the question was gonna be, but you ain't got to answer. So I was gonna ask you what does it what does an average Joe you know have to do to get a shot at Gail at Gail Bean? But I don't want to. You know what I mean? I want to. Don't feel pressured to answer the question. You got a man. I ain't trying to start nothing. You know what I mean? Oh, no, you good. It ain't no shots. Shout out to my no, guy. You know, yes. <laughs> it ain't no shots. Uh, and my guy is very secure. Um, but nah, an average dog cannot talk to me because I'm in a relationship. But also, <laughs> gotta be normal. Even, even with that, like it's really rare that I like people. So it, I'm a chooser. I'm right. a chooser. Up, so, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it ain't even a thing like, where people can do something it's like i gotta like you and it, it gotta be a vibe like gotta be a vibe. now now vibe. i've moved on well now it's more than a vibe for me now i, I i'm intentional now yeah. right i'm like okay well the dude i want i want him i want his parents to be married i want him to be cool with family i want him to be supportive i want him to not be jealous you know what i'm saying i want him to have his own shit going on the nigga i'm with he gotta have female friends because i got nigga friends so I need him to understand that guys and girls can be in a platonic uh, friendship. Yeah. So um, there was different levels to it. But I mean, my guy, 
checked off all them boxes. Shout out to you. Look at you, blood. Look at you. Uh, okay. Yeah, shout out to, shout out to my. Yeah, that's my know, homie. Yeah. I don't even know, bro. It's my guy now because he, 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 he making Gail just, yeah. 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 Doing it. Doing like, it I'm going to see that nigga it. right now. So we got the port. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it to roulette. Now I'm just wearing So last one, last one. We, we love to ask this question for our, for our guests, kind of end off on, on a strong note. Mm-hmm. So finish finish this statement. Uh-huh. In 2022, Gail Bean will blank. Traject. We up to the sky. That's simple. We up to the sky with this one. We going up. No ceilings, though, Bolo. No, nah, what, what did she say? It's up, then it's stuck. It's, it's up. up and it's stuck. It's up and it's fucking stuck. Mm, that's what I'm Let's talking. go. That's what I'm talking. Hey, Gil, man. Like I said, it's been an honor to have you on the porch, man. Definitely this is your time it. right here, though. Shout out everything that you got going on, like where people can find you at, social media wise. Anything you got going on that you want to just shout out. This, this is your moment to just hey, let the porch fans know. When this drop? This gonna drop before June third after? This gonna drop before June third. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, you can find me on Instagram. Gail underscore underscore. So it's two underscores. Gail underscore underscore bean. You find me on Twitter. I think it's Gail Bean something. Maybe Gail dot bean or Gail Bean. Mm-hmm. Gail underscore bean. I don't really fucking know. Um, <laughs> but if you type in Gail Bean, you'll be able to find me. Uh, it, mm, Facebook, actress Gail Bean. You can find me somewhere around the city in Atlanta. In LA. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'm in LA, but when I'm in LA, I'm real low key. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, so yeah, in June third, June third, fourth, fifth in Atlanta, we're gonna. I'm trying to bring the city out. We're gonna do a little screening, go to the strip club, do a little at the party on the fourth. We're gonna do uh, a a field day, so kickball, softball, DJ, voter registration, so mm. pull up. And then on that Sunday, it'll be a on June fifth. It will be chilling and vibing and working out and afterwards you could do some meditation some water some gatorade all of that so good times you know just trying to just trying to create a vibe yeah stop with the vibes that's all it's all about the vibes we, we outside are, we outside but hey we might have to pull up you, i know it's gonna we sound crazy to ATL, man. i'm probably the only black person i ain't been to atlanta yet Gil. i ain't never been to atlanta not black. oh you ain't been either Black car revoke. Give me that. I know it's not my like, fault. Let come to the barbecue and get some barbecue. Can we like, pull up on the third? I gotta pull up now. Have y'all seen color purple? <laughs> I have seen color purple. We've seen Couple color purple, times. Gail. We didn't burnt that shit out a few times. We, we've seen Friday. We seen. Discs. Come on now. Yeah, you know. You know. We still get down with the get down. You feel okay, me? Yeah. You can have your so, black car back. Here you go. We appreciate <laughs> that. We'll take that. Put that bitch right in the pocket, in the back of the wallet. It ain't going yeah. nowhere. <laughs> I mean, American. Hey. Hey, another cold episode, all right? Hey, if y'all want to tune in, make sure y'all tune in. The Porch Podcast underscore is where you will find us. We have a link to everything. We on Apple Music. We on Spotify. We on YouTube. Anything that you can look up, you can find us, all right? So no excuses, all right? We got a crazy, crazy episode that we just dropped. And then she about to be on P-Valley, y'all, all all right? Because I know y'all like relevancy, right? Y'all always want to be on the bandwagon when that bitch moving, right? So you better jump on before June 3rd. Because once June 3rd hit, that train is moving, baby. All right? D-Porch Podcast. It's your boy, B-Jones, a.k.a. Bolo. I'm with my boy, D-Nail, a.k.a. Smitty. You know we kicking it with Gail Bean. Big Bean. We doing it it up. The biggest. Big Bean, all right? Hey, look, we always leave y'all with this. Make sure the best you is the best Best you. you. And we out. Peace.
torch, that was where it all began Had to put in work, every day we got it in We chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it We make it look easy, we achieving everything we need Now we undefeated, if we link, no it's only business If we get to speaking, leave them speechless I did things for free but now it costs to see me When you see me, you ain't gotta greet me Just don't plot to sneak me, I'ma see you I'ma stop and watch you lose and get defeated Presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.